What's up, everybody? Before the episode starts, I just want to say that um, I have been battling a cold and allergies, um, and I'm still battling it now. And I didn't realize how nasally I sounded before, you know, this episode was recorded. After it was recorded, uh, going through the editing process, I realized I'm sounding real nasally. I still am. Uh, so I, I apologize for the nasally sound of my voice. I know it can probably be a little bit of annoying, but just still stick with me and i hope you enjoy the episode i just beforehand wanted to let you guys know that i'm aware how nasally i sound and i just i hope that you can look past that to enjoy the episode so thank you for listening and let's get into the show What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Nerdpool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me, it's me, it's a J-M-I-E, your 877th favorite podcast host, and as always... You're sharper down this road of nerdiness. And before we start today's episode, um, I just want to send my condolences and my well wishes and prayers to the family of Ashley Mazzario, um, 2005 WWE Divas Search winner, former Divas champion, and Playmate model who um, passed away at the age of 39 this past week. Um, I don't know what happened. They haven't actually released what happened yet. They're saying that no criminal act is involved. So um, I don't know if what it could have been. But my thoughts and prayers go out to her family in this rough time. And it's just, man, 39. You know, it's it's way too young to go. Uh, but, you know, it, it's just one of the things that happens. So um i just want to say rest in peace ashley masario and again my thoughts and prayers are with her family and friends in this difficult time now today's episode um we're going to be talking about game of thrones the series that just ended this past sunday uh the first of i don't even know how to say this um this season has been plagued by a lot of stuff. Um, it, it took two years to get from season seven to season eight of Game of Thrones. And in those two years, people had begun hyping this, you know, what what's going to happen, what could happen, who's going to sit on the throne, how it's going to end. We've all got this this image in our head of what we think is going to happen, what we want to happen. And then this season comes. It was a short season. It was six episodes, normally there are ten, you know, and from Jump Street, there was complaint after complaint after complaint from fans that, you know, the season's rushed, that the season has lazy writing, that the season, you know, is this, this season's that, and I will, I will tell you this right now, this season, to me, I enjoyed this season, Okay. Y'all know me, you guys know I'm not hard to um I'm not hard to please. As long as you're entertaining me, which is what a TV show is supposed to do, then I'm fine with it. As long as I'm entertained, you know, everybody has their own opinions. Now, I will say this, 
Game of Thrones is probably the best TV show that's ever been on. It is one of the top rated TV shows. It is one of the best. And I know a lot of people got soured on this past season. Well, let me just go through this a little bit. The fact is that people are saying this, this season was rushed. They didn't need 10 seasons or 10 episodes to draw this season out. Okay, this season, in turn, in fact, was to get to the point. We've had seven seasons of story arcs of building these characters, getting to know these characters, getting to know their traits, getting to know their feelings, getting to know their personalities, how they handle situations. So we didn't need ten episodes here to establish how somebody would react to a given situation. We didn't need that. Okay, and I know that people are, you know, that saying that, that, well, they just rushed everything and it didn't make a lot of sense. Guys, as much as you're complaining about this, if they'd have spread it out over 10 episodes, you'd have just complained for 10 weeks. Be honest. This was never going to live up to what your expectations had come for this show. This season could have never lived up to anything that you wanted simply because you guys had have hyped it so much in your mind. I don't think that this season was bad per se i just think that you had your vision of what was going to happen to these characters and the fact that it didn't go the way you want now you want to throw a hissy fit that's just plain and simple i mean that's how it goes now there are things that i wish the season could have been different yeah you know it, it wasn't perfect but and so i'll agree some of it didn't make sense some of the uh charges didn't make sense i will say that you know, when, when they go to attack King's Landing and Euron and his fleet. Oh, okay. Let me get this out of the way. Spoiler alerts. I'm spoiling the season, parts of it. So, you know, it's it's over now. So, just, if you haven't watched it, you're not going to watch it. When they went to that, it didn't, I understand that people are saying it didn't make sense that Daenerys didn't see Euron's ship coming over the horizon and Jon didn't see them and so, so forth. Well, they were hidden, and it was a sneak attack, and yes, they told Daenerys that she had a, that the Iron Fleet was there. So people are saying, well, why didn't she know that they were there? At that point, Daenerys has been blinded, because she has won every, pretty much every battle. Even though, even though she might have lost this one, she's won the war in the, in, in you know, the uh, long scheme of things. I think she's gotten cocky. I think she was getting cocky, especially after the beating the White Walkers and the Night King. I think she was getting cocky, and she didn't think they were as big as a threat as as she was planning. In fact, you know, she's like, I have two dragons, I have the Unsullied, I have Darthraki, I have the Men of the North. She, I think she just was a little overconfident. She was cocky. That That's just plain and simple how it was. And... When Sansa was right, and I know people want to argue this, that, you know, from both sides. Sansa said that after the the battle of uh, with the Night Walkers and the Night King, Sansa told Daenerys herself, she said, our men are tired, our men are hungry, they're injured, they're, you know, sleep deprived, all of that. We need to let them rest and get stronger. Daenerys said, well, every minute that we wait... Cersei's armies grow stronger. You have this almost limitless army at your disposal. 
between the North, the Dorthraki, and the Unsullied. You have two dragons. She has King's Landing and Dorne. And I get Dorne was helping or going to help. But it doesn't make sense for you to not let your men rest, get weary, you know, recuperate, and get ready for the next battle. Because the next battle is going to be the one that you you really have all your stakes in. And the entire season here, Jon Snow is just a lovesick puppy who's doing whatever he's fucking told. Jon Snow in this season kind of has pissed me off. Uh, not a big deal, you know. His, his arc, it kind of makes sense because every time he falls in love, he becomes a lovesick, whipped puppy. That's just how he is. He's that guy. He's, you know, a, I don't want to be anything important. I, I'm just, you know, he's soft-spoken. He's brave, and he can fight. But he's not that take-charge type when it comes to something like that. He can, he will take charge and help. He did at the Night Watch. He did with uh, the Free Folk. You know, he's done all of this. But he's just not that, that, the type that's going to go against the grain. He doesn't want to be this. Now, we find out in this season that, you know, we find out last season that he was actually the rightful heir to the throne. He is uh, a Targaryen, the firstborn of Rhaegar and uh, Lana Stark. So we find that he is the heir to the throne. Now, that is a big, big, big reveal that is going that everybody knew was going to play out at some point. Cut to the season. He tells Daenerys that he is a Targaryen. So she's his aunt. And her immediate first reaction is, so you mean that you're the rightful heir to the throne? Not that we just did it. Not that we're, that I love you, that you love me. Which again, this Targaryen, you know, speak, you know, they, they, they keep it in the family. That's what they do. They're the uh, Alabama of Westeros. I don't bad talk about about Alabama. I know people are going to get mad. I really don't care. Some of the stuff they're doing, they can just go on somewhere right now. Anyway, so as he tells her, she's, he says, I don't want the throne. When she says, don't tell anybody, tell no one. Don't tell your sisters. Don't tell your friends. You know, don't tell anyone. Well, he immediately goes and brings Bran, Arya, and Sansa out into uh, the woods at um, Winterfell and says, you know, makes them promise to him that now this is one this is one scene that kind of just made me go this is that didn't make sense to me. But he's like promise me, you know, I have something really big to tell you, but you have to promise you won't tell anyone. They're like what is it? He said you have to promise me, promise me, promise me cuz we're family. Arya and Sansa promise him Bran already knows the secret. So they promise him and then he immediately looks to Bran and goes tell him Motherfucker, you just, uh, you know, you the one made us promise you and you ain't even gonna tell us and then tell. So Sansa immediately goes and tells the fucking kingdom. She tells, uh, you know, Tyrion. Tyrion tells, uh, Varys. And then Varys has a great line when they're going to West, or Westeros or when they're going to King's Landing, excuse me, when he says, how many people know? Tyrion goes, eight. He goes, well, then it's no longer a secret. It's information. Just a great little line. Although I will say this, to people complaining, Sansa did not betray John. John did not tell her a secret. Bran told her a secret. She never promised Bran she wouldn't tell a secret. 
She's made a promise to John, and John didn't tell her. So, loophole. Maybe that's what John wanted. I don't know. But, so this whole thing has been playing out over the season. We're getting, to me, we're getting good action. We're getting reunions. We're getting story arc closure. I love it. You know, uh, there's a scene where Arya, in one of the episodes, Arya's like, before the Night King comes and they fight, but Arya's basically like, you know, I want to get some, you know, you know, wow, wow, before we die. And so she finds Gendry, uh, the son of Robert Baratheon, and she immediately gets down on that Gendry stick. You know what I'm saying? You know, she wants that Baratheon. <laughs> and a lot of people lost their shit over this. I don't get it. I mean, I know she was a young girl when we first met her. She's grown up. It happens. It wasn't that big of a deal to me. The thing that was funny was Gendry fell in love immediately and was, like, proposing to her and telling her he loved her. Like, that must have been some fire-ass stuff. I don't know what kind of freaky thing she into, but Jesus Christ. That man fell in love off one time with her. But you, you have the great story of Tormund telling how... The reason he is called uh, Giant's Bane is because when he was 10 years old, he killed a giant. And then he laid next to his wife, the giant's wife. And the giant's wife thought he was a baby. And he let her, or she let him suckle of her breast for three months. Man was drinking giant titty milk. And he said that's why he's so strong. You got that? You got Brienne finally losing her virginity and being knighted all in two episodes by the same person. The same man that knighted her is the same man that betted her. And I'm wondering if maybe he did that too better. But Jamie Lannister knights Brienne and a Brianna Tarth in a very, you know, it's an emotional scene with Tormund there and, you know, Sir Davos is there and Tyrion's there and Podrick's there. It, it's, a, it's a cool scene seeing her being knighted. You know, it's emotional because you've seen her for so long want to be a knight and she finally gets knighted. And it's it's a great, great scene. That's an emotional scene. It's one of the best scenes of the season, in my opinion. And nobody is happier for her than my man Tormund, who's, you know, in love with Brienne. He, he, he thinks she's a giant woman. He, he really likes her. And it makes you happy. Next episode, what happens? After the Night King is gone, and we'll get to that in a minute. After the Night King had been defeated and after the dead get defeated, Brienne lays with Jamie Lannister. You know, Jamie Lannister likes him a blonde woman. <laughs> what can you say? And then she immediately turns to mush and gush and falls is in love with Jamie and doesn't want him to leave. Same episode, he leaves to go back to Cersei before the battle because, you know, he just can't get rid of that uh he can't get rid of that sister pussy, apparently. It, and Brienne just loses it. It's weird how this season has gone. Like I said, it's, 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 I didn't complain about the season. The story arcs worked for everybody. They just didn't go the direction you were you were hoping and wanting them to go. But it worked. Brienne's always been this strong, this strong character who's went her way, you know, and she's always stood tall. And the one thing that she hasn't faced is love. And people were upset that she turned into, you know, she started crying and was upset when he left. People got to understand that this is the first time that she's been in love like this. You know, I mean, really in love. 
and so when when he leaves her she doesn't know how to handle that emotion she doesn't know how to handle that she can handle war she can handle you know battle she, she can't hand she couldn't handle for that first time of the person i am and 100% in love with is leaving me to go back to someone who's done nothing but wrong to him she couldn't handle that and that was the issue with it and that's the reason she was crying and upset and that to me worked i didn't mind that i didn't mind the her her doing that it actually gave her character a little bit more depth to me now let's just get to the battle that everybody wants to talk about and that is the night king battle when they when they took on the army of the dead people complained about this episode being too dark and they couldn't see nothing i had no issue i don't know what they're talking about some people were bitching about that i think people are just looking for a reason to bitch in this season people are looking for a reason to bitch. maybe it was because of their you know they're they're, they're looking for something to get over the fact that it's not going to be there anymore so they're like oh well this season's got to suck because it, it's not it's not going to be there anymore and and maybe we can get them to change something the battle against the dead was you saw a lot of death of bigger name characters you saw a lot of death period some amazing shots of a giant getting killed and and just the battle ensuing as the night king heads for bran we see a part where Daenerys is on a dragon as he is looking dead at the Night King. She says Jakara. She shoots the fire at the Night King. Lands right on him. Everybody thinking that that's the end. Daenerys has killed the Night King. He steps out. That fire didn't hurt him. It didn't phase him. Didn't do anything to him. He's still standing tall. He goes on. Jon Snow's battling everybody. The, the battle scenes were were epic. I mean, there was a lot on this episode and a lot of back, a lot going on in this battle, and it was fun to watch. It had me on the edge of my seat because you didn't know what was going to happen. Jon's getting trapped by the dead dragon who's shooting blue flames at him. Uh, the Night King turns into Bran, where Theon's there watching over him. You see the Hound is panicking. He's seeing fire. He doesn't know how to. You know, he's giving up. Arya's being a badass and just murdering through people with her little staff that Gendry made her in the uh, foundry. Like, it is it is just a lot going on. And then we get to the scene where Bran's sitting in the middle of the the garden. He's He has Theon and a few people with him as the Night King and his posse roll up. And he goes through Theon goes to you know goes to battle the night king one on one he gets slaughtered rest in peace theon you've totally redeemed yourself for anything you did and it is you know it was a it was just an intense scene because it's the first time that we we see theon go like that i mean he he did everything to try to battle against the night king ends up losing the Night King's walking up to Bran. This is the time we're expecting Bran to do something. We're expecting him to do something. Anything. Talk to him. Look at him. Don't just sit there and look like you smoked the best weed in Westeros. Do something. Nothing. 
All of a sudden from the back you see jumping. Arya Stark coming down to stab the Night King. Night King turns around grabs her by the throat before she gets to him. And in that moment it is tense because you don't know what's going to happen. The Night King has been built up to be this badass. And he just turned and grabbed Arya out of the sky by the throat. Her knife drops. She grabs it with the other hand. Stabs him in the gut. Kills the Night King. I will say this. The Night King has been built this long to be a badass. He's done some cool shit. But th that was kind of weak. I admit that in my opinion they could have done a bigger. They could have made him look more. You know I wanted to see him battling some. Something. Something to make it look like he was a bigger threat than what it was. But I do admit when Arya stabbed him and he died. I was screaming at the TV. I was in shock. I was like oh shit. Oh my god. You know I didn't know. Like it was just, it was intense, and and that's that's television to me, cause it brought me in and it got me excited and it got me hollering and got me hooting, and I enjoyed it. But again, Brand didn't do shit. Y'all understand my little frustration with Brand a little later on. We get to the battle later at King's Landing, and Tyrion has freed Jamie Lannister from being captured. And saying, you know, you got to get Cersei to to surrender. And if you get her to, to surrender, ring the bell saying that they surrendered. And he's told John and he's told Daenerys, all of them, that, you know, if the bell rings and the gate opens, they surrender. And they've agreed that they'll stop. Jon Snow this whole time is being questioned, you know, by people about him being the rightful heir and what's he going to do and he keeps saying I don't want it I don't want it I don't want it so they go to King's Landing battle ensues and the bell starts ringing the dragon lands on the outside of the red keep at Castle Rock and people the bell's ringing and people are saying they give up Daenerys is on dragon and all of a sudden, you see that look in her eye, and she just goes fucking ape shit, and she burns the entire city to the ground. Men, women, children, warriors, don't care. She's just burning everything. Cersei realizing she's lost. She's all upset. She's running. They're trying to get her out of there. We see Arya and the Hound in the in King's Landing going to kill her as Daenerys is flying around, burning the entire you know, city to the ground. We see the Hound tell Arya, and the Hound this season had a big story arc to where we realized that the Hound really loved Arya like a daughter. He did everything he could for Arya. Even after she stabbed him, he cared for Because as they're going up, he tells her, if you come with me, you're going to die. Leave and go back. And she tells him, you're a good man. And so he goes up, because he's going to confront the, the mountain, we get up there, Cersei's on the way down, the mountain's on the way down, the mountain's gonna go battle the hound, the hand of the queen tells him to protect the king, and he just smashes his head on a fucking rock, throwing him, Cersei walks by the hound, and we get the battle we've wanted to see, the hound versus the mountain, and it didn't disappoint, I mean, it's on a stairs, there's fire, things are collapsing, dragon in the background, burning shit, and they're going at it, and they're battling, and they're killing each other, and beating each other. Until the end, the Hound receives a noble death as he takes the mountain, tumbles him over the edge of the the stairs and the broken building into the fire below. 
killing both of them by fire. So the thing that he feared the most is what ended up taking his life as he took out the mountain. Very poetic, very great shot. We see Jamie meeting Cersei in the in the t- castle, trying to get her down to a boat so they get out. They go down in the dungeon, the basement, whatever. The blaze blocked. It collapses as they hold each other, and the rocks fall on them. Now, a lot of people got upset about that, and I kind of wish they'd have changed that too. I, I know what they're doing. I know what they were doing. He died in the woman, in the arm of the woman he loved. This was prophesized in the earlier season. But the fact that we go this long, Cersei's done all this, and to see her killed by falling rocks was a little anticlimactic. The scene was beautiful, and her crying, Jamie's crying, after Jamie had been in the fight with Euron. Euron stabbed him. He's killed Euron. And so he's dying, and she knows he's dying, and they die together. And it's beautiful seeing that they truly loved each other, even though they're brother and sister. They cared for each other, and they loved each other, and it was just it was just a, an emotional moment. Um, but it was a little anticlimactic for what you wanted for Cersei, for her being you know, such a bitch for so many fucking seasons. However, very poetic and a very good scene shot. The final episode comes and I've defended this season to everybody. I've enjoyed this season. I've been entertained. You know, people are like, well, you you you're, you need to bring your standards up. No, I don't. I told everybody, it's like, as long as I'm entertained, that's what a TV show's supposed to do. Everything's working out for me. I'm fine. I can't defend this last episode. This last episode to me was the Sopranos. It just it 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 didn't make sense, um, and it seemed like it was just a joke. We see the opening scene is very cool of Daenerys coming out. We see the Unsullied, the Dothraki. We see all the you know her battles. We see a speech where she's saying, you know, we're going to cleanse the earth of all tyrants. We're going to, you know, from here to Dorne to Castle Rock, like every every monarch, we're going to have fall. There will be no slaves. You know, everybody will be free. She said, or war, you know, it's not done yet. And it, she's speaking this in the Darthraki language and in the Sully language. And it's a very intense and it's a very cool scene. And I'm like, yes. Tyrion comes out after going to find his brother and sister buried in the rubble, which was a very sad moment. The opening to this show was, this episode was great. It just died at the end. Um, Tyrion throws his hand of the king, the pale pen. And says, she says, you uh, freed your brother, you betrayed me. And he said, you burned a city. And he takes it off and he throws it. So the Unsullied take him. We see John talk to him and Tyrion's telling him, you know, you know how she is. You know that this isn't going to work. That she's going mad with power. And John's like, basically John's being a bitch. You know, it's like... I love her. She's a good person. And Tyrion's like, no, she's not. She was. It's gone to her head. And I know people were complaining about that, that she burned King's Landing and all this. This has been prophesied since the first time you see her. Since season one. She is always... A Targaryen is either really good or really bad. That was prophesied 
and she's always had this bit. She's always been this. Even when she's doing the right thing, anybody who has never done what she said, she has burned and killed. If you don't do what she says, she does that. King's Landing, and she followed that with King's Landing. When they, she said they, they stayed with Cersei, they had a choice and didn't. She's saying in her mind they were bad people because they didn't follow her. And she threw a temper tantrum and killed them all. She's done this since the beginning and I don't get why people are so upset about it. Because it was perfect for her character and it was a great story of her character. We see her going up into what's left of the throne room. The, the Iron Throne's there. She walks up. She's touching it. Jon Snow's walking up after talking to Tyrion. And... They have a, an intense scene to where she, they're basically saying, be with me, let's do this, let's cleanse this earth together. They kiss, and Jon Snow stabs her. He kills Daenerys, he kills his aunt, he kills the queen. It's a very tense moment, and it, it's, it was beautifully shot, but this is where it starts to go downhill for me. It was very, very beautifully shot. Dragon comes up, I guess knowing something's wrong, he moves his mom, trying to get her to wake up, she doesn't, and he starts blowing fire everywhere, throwing a fit. He melts the Iron Throne, and I, symbolically I get what they were going for, because of the end of, of this episode, they're like, the throne's gone, you know, what's old, what the past is the past, but seeing the Iron Throne melt just kind of for me, took me out of it. I was like, the whole premise of this has been this. And I know where you're going with it, but it just doesn't work for me that you're going to get rid of the Iron Throne. He picks up Daenerys' body, the dragon does, and fly. he flies off, never to be seen again. We don't know. Then it goes to months later, Tyrion's being walked out by Grey Worm to a council of all the heads of the household. Samuel Tarley's there. Arya, Sansa, Bran, um, Sir Davos is there, Brianna Tarth, you have people from Dorne, you have uh, people from the Iron the Iron Islands, you know, every head of every major house in the Seven Kingdoms is represented as he walks Tyrion out to confront them. They say, where is Jon? Jon killed the queen that, you know, he will he will be dealt with. Uh, Sansa says, some, Sansa says something about, you know, him not really, you know, him doing what was right. And the, uh, Iron, the Iron Island says, you know, we, we knelt for the queen. He killed our queen. He deserves to be killed. Arya being a badass that she is says, if you threaten, if you say anything about killing my brother again, I'll slit your throat. And Tyrion's, you know, they, they go into this whole, what do we do, what do we do? We demand justice. Uh, Grey Worm keeps saying they demand justice for the killing of Daenerys or for the treason of Daenerys. And then they say, well, we don't have a queen or king. And Tyrion says, well, you're the, you're the king. Just pick one. Pick a king. Just pick one. And this is the part that pisses me off. We've gone this whole time building Jon Snow. We find out that he is a Targaryen. We find out he's the rightful heir. Tyrion's there. Samuel Tarly's there. Uh, Bran's there. Sansa's there. Arya's there. All five of these people know that 
Jon Snow is the rightful heir. I'm expecting one of them to say, we have a king. And he killed, you know, he killed the usurper that was trying to steal the throne from him. And they'd be like, what? And whoever would be like, Jon Snow is Rhaegar Targaryen, or not Rhaegar, uh, however you fucking pronounce his name, Targaryen. You know, the rightful heir to the throne. And they could build from that. That's what I'm expecting to happen. Not one fucking person brings it up. So we just went through this whole thing of him being a Targaryen and you bringing it up and you teasing it for nobody to say a fucking word when it comes time to be a king. Like, it makes no fucking sense. I can't even defend this, guys. And then they're like, let's pick one. And who stands up? And then Sansa's uncle stands up and he's like, I've been in war and I was hoping that maybe. And she said, just sit down. Nobody wants you. Get the fuck out of here. I don't even know your name. Samuel stands up and says, well, since it's going to affect everybody, why don't we let everybody vote? And they're going to talk about democracy. I was like, if they're going to talk about a democracy right now, I'm fixing to lose it. And then they all start laughing and like, why don't we let our dogs vote too? So I'm like, cool, cool. They're not going down that road. Then Tyrion makes a heartfelt speech and says, why doesn't Bran be the king? Sansa, being the savage that she is, says he's a cripple. And he can't father children. Which, how do we know he can't father children? How do we know? There's handicapped people with children every day. You don't know his dick doesn't work. Anybody ever showed him a set of boobies? I know he can see y'all. But has anybody ever just whipped out a pair of titties in front of him? You know, see what happens? Maybe you can, you know. You ain't never tried. You just thought that because he ain't got more use of his legs that, you know, dick don't work. I don't think it's right. Show the man a pair of titties. Let's see what happens. But then they're like, that they're no longer going to let, you know, children of the king's lineage happen. That when the time comes, all the heads of the houses of the seven kings will get together and they will vote on their king. All for Bran the, Bran the Broken, which is a fucked up name for a king, Bran the Broken. Say I. Everybody says I. Comes to Sansa. Sansa says, I'll bet she says, I love you, brother, but the North won't bow to a king anymore. The North will remain independent. So Bran is the now the king of six realms, as the North will stay its own independent realm, and Sasha, Sansa will be uh, queen of the North. Conveniently, she gets to be a queen, so she didn't want to be affiliated, you know. It's just, to me, it's stupid. Nobody brought up Jon Snow being a Targaryen. Nobody brought up him being a king. Him being the rightful heir to the throne. Nobody brought this shit up. Why? Why did nobody bring it up? Bran hasn't done shit this whole fucking show. And yet they're like, oh, he's a three-eyed raven. Let him be the king. Fuck that. Fuck him. I'd have killed him right there. Bran's... Again, I can't defend this, the finale. John goes, they're going to take up, he's going to take up the black again because he cannot father children, he cannot marry. He goes down to, you know, the wall to take up the black and he meets Tormund and the Free Folk and they walk out. So I guess technically he became part of the Free Folk. I don't know what the fuck that ending was. Sansa takes her rightful place as the Queen of the North. 
uh, Arya gets on a boat and she says she's going west. She doesn't know where. She just wants to see what's out there. That's good for her. I see how the Arya st story arc worked. Even Sansa's. Bran's king of an, king of the fucking six realms now. And I'm pissed off about it because it makes no fucking sense. Like I said, I defended a season that people said was poorly written. I said it wore, it worked for everybody that was there, it, the, if you follow their story arcs, it all worked. And then we come to this, and I can't defend this shitty-ass fucking season finale. I, I just can't. I, I'm upset about it. It didn't work for me. Anybody who says it does work for them, that's fine. But you know that you're just talking yourself up. You're trying to make yourself like it. That's just not how it goes. So I, I don't know what else I can say. Game of Thrones is the greatest show that was ever on TV and it again it just came to a terrible ending and the ending doesn't make sense it it just doesn't make sense not to me that that, that last episode okay let me see the last half of the last episode didn't make sense the very last scenes you're seeing is them at a council meeting as Tyrion's the hand of the king and you know that we have the master of coin and Sir Davos is the, you know, master of ceremonies, wherever the fuck he is. Bran says he's going to try to warg the dragon to find out where he's gone. And then they start telling jokes and laughing. And I get that they're trying to say that it's lighthearted now and it's gotten but I just don't get it. I don't get where they went with it. I don't know why they decided to think that that was going to be a good ending for it. Whatever works for it. It's over now. Nothing I can do. There's a petition out to have people to redo the season eight guys that is ridiculous i don't care how many of you fucking people sign this damn petition they're not going to spend the millions of dollars to reshoot recap to bring in the cast again make re you know do re uh make up the background and stuff again it's not happening let it go the season was good the last episode was garbage there's nothing we can do about it you know they they ended on a poor note for me it didn't spoil the show. The show was a great show. That just that last episode was just to me terrible, and they left the biggest cliffhanger of why did nobody say anything? I don't care if John didn't want it. Why the hell did nobody say anything? Bran didn't want to be king. He said himself, or he says he didn't want to be king. But they put made him king. Tyrion didn't want to be hand of the king. He ended up being hand of the king. If John didn't want it, who the fuck cares? Why didn't they say anything about it? I don't know. That, that's just it. Game of Thrones, again, great show. Bad, bad ending. That's just that's it in a nutshell. But, you know, we're going to get off the sour note. And I want to say thank you all and end the episode right there. So thank you all for listening. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Nerdpool Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Nerdpool Pod. Follow me on Twitch at Nerdpool Gaming. You guys have been great. And so until next time, see ya. Yeah.